Chapter Eight of the Pony Rider Boys in the Grand Canyon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pony Rider Boys in the Grand Canyon by Frank G. Patchen. Chapter Eight. The City in the Skies. What has happened now? cried Tad, running forward. Look, look! Tad and the guide turned at the same instant, gazing off across the canyon. At first, Tad saw nothing more than he had already seen. I. I don't. It's up there in the skies, don't you see? almost shouted Stacy, pointing. What is it? What is it? shouted the others from the camp, coming up at a run. Then Tad saw. High up in the skies, as plainly outlined as if it were not more than a mile away, was reflected a city. Evidently it was an eastern city, for there were towers, domes, and minarets. The most wonderful sight he had ever gazed upon. Uh, a mirage? Yes, said Dad. We see them here sometimes, but not often. My friends down there are showing you many things this night. Yes, they never do that unless they're pleased. The spirit of the canyon is well pleased. I was sure it would be. By this time the others had arrived. All were uttering exclamations of amazement, only Tad and Dad being silent and thoughtful. For several minutes the reflection hung suspended in the sky, and then a filmy mist was drawn before it like a curtain. "'Show's over,' announced Chunky. That billion orchestra will now play the overture backwards. Most remarkable thing I've ever seen, announced the professor, whereupon he entered into a long scientific discussion on mirages with the gentleman from the hotel. Tad and the guide followed them slowly back to camp. The conversation soon became general. Dad was drawn into it but he spoke no more about the things he and Butler had talked about out at the rim of the canyon, literally hanging between heaven and earth. "'Well, what about tomorrow, Mr. Nance?' questioned the professor, after the visitors had left them. "'I reckon we'd go down Bright Angel Trail,' answered the guide. "'Do we take the pack train with us?' Nance shook his head. "'Too hard a trail. Besides, we can't go anywhere with the mules on that trail.' We've got to come back up here. Aren't we going into the canyon to stay? asked Walker. Yes. We'll either go down Bass Trail or Grand View. We can get the pack mules down those trails, but on the Bright Angel we'll have to leave the Pintos before we get to the bottom and climb down. Any Indians down there? asked Ned. Sure, there are Indians. What's that, Indians? demanded Stacy, alive with quick interest. Yes, there's a Havasupai camp down in Cataract Canyon. Then there are always some Navajos gunning about to make trouble for themselves and everybody else. The Apaches used to come down here, too, but we don't see them very often, except when the Havasus give a peace dance or something out of the ordinary going on. And do, do we see them? See the Indians? Of course you'll see them. Are they bad? asked the fat boy innocently. All Indians are bad. However, the Havasus won't bother you if you treat them right. Don't play any of your funny, sudden tricks on them, or they might resent it. They're a peaceable lot when they're let alone. 
one of the gentlemen who were here this evening told me that the navajos quite a party of them had made a camp down near bright angel gulf if you know where that is spoke up professor zeppelin dad pricked up his ears at this then they aren't here for any good the agent will be after them if they don't watch out i'll have a look at those bucks and see what rascality they're up to now said nance any chance of a row questioned ned no no row leastwise not for us your uncle sam will look after those gentlemen if they get gay but they won't it'll be some crooked little trick under cover taking the deer or something of the sort will we get any chance to shoot deer asked walter you will not unless you're willing to be arrested it's a closed season from now till winter i saw a herd of antelope off near red butte this afternoon you must have eyes like a hawk declared stacy with emphasis eyes were made to see with answered nance shortly and ears to hear and feet to foot with and young men it is time you were in bed i presume mr nance will be wanting to make an early start in the morning said the professor if we're to get back the same day we'll have to start out about daybreak it's a hard trail to pack you'll be ready to stretch your legs when we get back tomorrow night the boys were not ready to use those same legs when they were turned out at daybreak there was some grumbling but not much as they got up and made ready their hurried breakfast in the meantime nance had gotten together such provisions as he thought they would need these he had packed in the saddlebags so as to distribute the weight shortly after breakfast they made a start dad going first tad following close behind the first two miles of the bright angel trail was a sort of jacob's ladder zigzagging at an unrelenting pitch most of the way the boys had to dig their knees into the sides of their mounts to prevent slipping over the animals necks this is mountain climbing backwards jeered stacy i don't know but i guess i like it the other way decided walter looking down a dizzy slope i hope my pony doesn't stumble answered ned you won't know much about it if he does called tad over his shoulder never mind we'll borrow an indian basket to bring you home laughed stacy in a comforting voice the trail was the roughest and most perilous they had ever essayed the ponies were obliged to pick their way over rocks round sharp narrow corners where the slightest misstep would have sent horse and rider crashing to the rocks hundreds of feet below but to the credit of the pony rider boys it may be said that not one of them lost his head for an instant how did this trail ever get such a name asked tad of the guide yes i don't see any signs of angels hereabouts agreed chunky you never will unless you mend your ways flung back nance oh i don't know there are others on the government maps this is called cameron trail but it's best known by its original name bright angel named after bright angel creek which flows down the canyon where is bright angel canyon asked tad that's where the wild red men are hanging out said stacy that's some distance from here we shan't see it until some days later replied the guide this in days long ago was a havasupai indian trail you see those things that look like ditches yes those were their irrigating canals they knew how to irrigate a long time before we understood its advantages their canals conveyed large volumes of water from springs to the indian gardens beyond here 
Yonder is what is known as the battleship Iowa said the guide pointing to the left to a majestic pile of red sandstone that capped the red wall of the canyon don't shoot cried stacy ducking you'll be shooting down into the colorado warned nance you'd better watch out the rock indicated did very much resemble a battleship the boys marveled at it then a little further on they came upon a sandstone plateau from which they could look down into the indian garden another plateau rich with foliage green grass and a riot of flowers it was like looking into a bit of the tropics here is the worst piece of trail we've yet found called nance go carefully he directed when they reached the blue lime for the next few minutes until they had passed over this most dangerous portion little was said the riders were too busy watching out for their own safety the professor examining the different strata of rocks that so appealed to the geologist he was entranced with what he beheld about him professor zeppelin had no time in which to enjoy being nervous from there on to the garden they rode more at ease in the boulder bed where lay large blocks of rock of many shapes and sizes that had rolled from some upper strata small shrubs and plants grew on every hand many hued lizards and inquisitive swifts darted across the trail acting as if they resented the intrusion chunky regarded the lizards with disapproving eyes but his thoughts were interrupted by the voice of the guide pointing out the temple of isis that looked down six thousand feet into the dark depths of the inner abyss surrounded by innumerable smaller buttes the wonderful coloring of the rocks did not suffer by closer inspection in fact the colors appeared to be even brighter than when viewed from the rim a few thousand feet above them indian garden was a delight they wanted to tarry there but were allowed to do so only long enough to permit horses and riders to refresh themselves with the cold water that trickled down through the canals from the springs far above reaching the end of angel plateau they gazed down a sheer descent of twelve hundred feet into the black depths of the inner gorge where flowed the colorado with a sullen roar that now was borne plainly to their ears it sounds as i have heard the rapids at niagara do declared chunky somewhat ambiguously all off called the guide what's off demanded chunky dismount is this as far as we go questioned tad it's as far as we go on the pintos we'll have to climb down the rest of the way and it is a climb for your life the boys gazed down the wall to the river gorge the prospect did not look very inviting i guess maybe i'd better stay here and mind the tangs suggested stacy a remark that brought smiles to the faces of the other boys no you'd be falling off if we left you here declared dad you'll go along with us before starting on the final thousand feet of the descent the trappings were removed from the horses after which the animals were staked down so they might not in a moment of forgetfulness fall over the wall and be dashed to pieces on the rocks below dad got out his climbing ropes the boys watching the preparations with keen interest are you going down professor asked tad smilingly certainly i'm going down I for one have no intention of remaining to watch the stock with a grim glance in chunky's direction 
Chunky saw fit to ignore the fling at him. He was gazing off across the chasm at the Temple of Isis, which at that moment absorbed his full attention. Now I guess we're ready, announced the guide finally. I'll go first. In places it will be necessary to cling to the rope. Don't let go. Then in case you stumble, you won't get that nasty fall that you otherwise would be likely to get. Away up, just below the Indian garden, they picked up the slender trail that led on down to the roaring river. They had never had quite such a climb, either up or down. Every time they looked down, they saw a possible fall upon rough, blade-like granite edges. We'll be sausage meat if we land on those, declared Chunky. You're likely to go through the machine if you don't pay closer attention to your business, answered Dad. Carefully, cautiously, laboriously, they lowered themselves one by one over the steep and slippery rocks. Down, down for hundreds of feet until they stood on the ragged edge of nowhere, a direct drop of several hundred feet more before them. The guide knew a trail further on, so they crept along the smooth wall of the canyon with scarcely room to plant their feet. A misstep meant death. Three hundred feet, and we shall be there, came the encouraging voice of the guide. Half an hour more. I could make it in half a minute if I wanted to, said Stacy, uh, but I don't want to. I feel it my duty to stay and look after my friends. Yes, your friends need you answered Ned sarcastically. If they hadn't, I never should have pulled you out of that hole in the crater. I was just wondering how Chunky could resist the temptation of falling in here. He'll never have a better opportunity for making a clean job of it, said Walter. He has explained why, replied Tad. We need him. Of course we do. We need him every hour and a half, added Ned. The roar of the river became louder as they descended. Now they were obliged to raise their voices to make themselves heard. The professor was toiling and sweating, but making no complaints of the hardships. He was plucky as game as any of those hardy boys for whom he was the companion, and they knew it. Hold on here, cried Stacy, halting. All turned to see what was wrong. I want to know. I want to know before I take another step. Well, what do you want to know, demanded Tad. If it's all this trouble to climb down, I want to know how in the name of Bright Angel Trail we're ever going to be able to climb up again. Fall up, of course, flung back the guide. You said this was mountain climbing backwards. It'll be that way going back, chuckled the guide. And I so delicate, muttered the lad, gazing up the hundreds of feet of almost sheer precipice. But ere the Pony Rider boys scaled those rocks again, they would pass through some experiences that were far from pleasurable ones. End of chapter 8